The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited to continue in the London Marathon Training Series that I have been doing. I just completed week seven, and I'm so excited to do another sort of fun topic on running. Today's topic is going to be, as you've probably seen in the title, all about running insecurities. It's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, so let's just jump right into the episode. Hello. I hope you're having a good week or weekend whenever you're listening to this. I know I release on Sundays, so it might be that you are finishing up the weekend or you may be listening to this during the week. Either way, I hope you're having a fab day. I am just going to do a really brief life update, but nothing's really changed too much. It is finally starting to get pretty warm in London for summer, and it's finally come sort of mid-July, but it definitely means that I'm going to need to hydrate a lot more on my runs and wear a lot of sunscreen, which is completely fine, but I can't believe that I'm finishing week seven here. And it's crazy that I'll be on week eight next week and starting week eight. And that means that we'll only have 10 weeks till marathon day. And I know I usually put this at the end of my podcast episodes, but as you may know, if you listen to my episodes, I've been saying this since like January or February of this year, but I'm running with the Miles for Miracles team for the London Marathon. And there is a link. It should be the first link in my show notes of my podcast episode. If you would consider, if you would consider donating, I would that would mean the world. But yeah, just a bit of a struggle because it's so hard to sort of do fundraising events in COVID. And I know that I'm recording this on the 17th of July and in London, they're about to lift restrictions on the 19th. So we'll see what happens and hopefully that kind of helps with fundraising. But otherwise, I would love if you would consider donating. Even just $5 means the world. So yeah, the topic of this episode is all about running insecurities, and I've been wanting to do an episode like this for quite some time because these are things that like run through my head, obviously, while I'm running, and I used to think that like these were things that only really like were a me thing, and I was just like, oh, people probably don't feel this way, or this is probably just like a really weird like thing that I feel embarrassed about, but I think over time, as I've sort of built a community on the podcast, as well as on my TikTok, if you don't know about my TikTok, this is a very recent thing for the marathon training. I've been doing daily running vlogs, as well as swimming vlogs, because I am doing swimming as cross training, but I've quite literally recorded every single run or swim, which is crazy. But um, yeah, sort of built a community there. And it's like really cool because you kind of get to connect with other runners and talk about the really taboo, weird sort of stuff. I'd say the first one that is one that I've struggled with for quite some time is probably something that some people can relate to. But the first one is feeling insecure about your time and just like your mile time, your overall time, and kind of just like how fast you can run. 
I used to run a lot slower than I do now. And I think that because of like training and, you know, really putting the work in like nutritionally and everything over the years has really helped me increase my time a bit. And when I say a bit, it's like increased by like maybe a minute or two. But I used to be, and I still kind of do get insecure around my time. And I think it's just like when you go and log your activity on apps like Strava and you kind of compare yourself to other runners and their really fast times, I think it can be really daunting and it can be really easy to, you know, compare yourself and say, oh, you know, I'm not as fast as them and I'm, you know, then it makes me a bad runner. But I saw something at my last half marathon race and they had all these little signs sort of around the sign up area. And there were these really cute signs about, you know, they were all motivational and really helpful. But um, one of them said, if you run, you're a runner. And I think for the longest time, I thought that like I had to qualify, I guess I'm putting like air quotes, you can't see them around qualify to like call yourself a runner because I've been running for years and whether it was in sports or just running on weekends in college, like it's always been a stress reliever for me, but I would never have called myself a runner up until now. And I think for a while, I just was so insecure about my times and I wouldn't really talk about running because I was like, well, I don't want to tell people because then I don't want to, you know, get into the details. It sounds like, I think if you aren't a runner, it sounds pretty lame. (laughs) Um, But I think for me, I've just always kind of compared myself and I think maybe it's a girl thing, but I know guys struggle with insecurities too. But yeah, I'd say that that's probably like one of the big ones for me and probably one that a lot of people can relate to. The next one has been something that I struggled with a lot when I was younger and playing like sports and whatnot and comparing myself to other girls, other women. And then once I went through my eating disorder, this was not as big of an issue. And you'll understand why when I tell you in a second, but it is like running and exercising with bigger thighs, bigger legs, and like the chafing obviously that comes with it. I think until I figured out the chafing, I just like totally avoided wearing shorts when I was running. And I mean, A, just like chafing has is just like so painful. And um, I used to just like put deodorant down there to try and prevent it. But sometimes it's just like, I mean, now they have like actual chafing, like creams and things that you can use. But back then I just used to try and just put deodorant between my legs. And I would just be so insecure about it. But then like in soccer, we'd have to play with like slides. Um, We call them slides in the US, which is just like the tight, like kind of compression shorts that you wear under your like shorts of the jersey and I remember even then like I would get really insecure about how mine always like rode up I guess if that makes sense so like when I was running around like I would always have to pull them down and I do have a pair of shorts that have like the um, slides kind of built in and I still find that they do ride up but like I mean, compared to who, like myself now, I am just like not insecure at all about my legs. And I think that they're like, you know, incredible and strong. And, you know, I've obviously like really been through quite a lot in my life with like health and stuff. So I think it's just like a very different appreciation for my body. But I think back then I just was so insecure about my legs. And like I would be running out in California in like the summers with like leggings and like just in like hot weather, I would, I would 
prefer to wear leggings because then you wouldn't, you know, see my legs like, you know, I don't want to say flopping about. I feel like that sounds weird, but like just like very like jiggly and like feeling, you know, I think it's just like it goes back to the whole comparison thing and like comparing myself to like girls when I saw them on like TV shows, you know, like running or anything and like it'd be like these skinnier girls and their bodies don't move and or like their their bodies don't like jiggle, I guess. And so I think I just like that was one of the many thoughts that like fed into the eating disorder but it was just like being really insecure about like my thighs and how they touch and how you know they chafe like crazy whenever I ran but very different um perception on it now and very very like grateful for my legs very grateful for how muscular they are um and how strong they are and I'll kind of just like go into the next one because it's kind of on the same topic of like legs but like my biggest insecurity which like still to this day is like I think a really weird thing that people think is quite weird because some people think that calves are like incredible and I just have these like very they're just a lot bigger of calves than like most people and I've always envied girls with like the model-esque legs and just like having very skinny thin legs and at one point I did have legs like that because I quite literally starved myself but I it took some time and it's still taking some time but like I just I've always been really insecure about my um about my calves and I think my younger sister is just like she she and I have the same sort of body type and her calves are like just as big as mine but she's like so in love with them and she's so like proud of them and I definitely get them from my mom um and I I don't know I just like for some reason growing up I always was like really insecure about my calves and sometimes I still am like if I'm walking upstairs and stairs and like someone's behind me and like there was one time where a friend was walking behind me and they like made a comment about my calves but like a really positive one and I understand that for some people like they have to do like calf exercises to like get their calves to kind of grow but for me I just they've always been this big and I can't really help it and I feel like people might look at like my calves and be like they're not big at all but I think it's just like for that person it's so different because like it's your body but yeah it's a very random one and I'm not sure if people have the same insecurities if they have like bigger calves than than, like other people other women but that's been something that's like something where like if people if someone asks me what is the thing that you're most insecure about like on your body and my always go-to answer is my calves and it's not like my stomach or my love handles or anything it's always my calves okay I'm gonna take a break from like the body parts sort of insecurities and kind of move on to something else but essentially my next one is another weird one really um and it's one that I really noticed in my last half marathon race and I spoke about it in my episode around like that post COVID race experience episode I'll have it linked in the show notes but um it's I just I don't know why I get so weird about these things but I I guess like because it was a half marathon race 13.1 miles, right? And I, somehow in my head, I was just like, I'm going to be fine. I don't need my hydration backpack. And for some reason, there was something in my head saying that if I wore my hydration backpack, which A, gives me, you know, hydrates me, supports me probably better in my running. Essentially, I was too embarrassed to wear it. (laughs) Long story short. And I only brought this like little handheld water bottle with some pre-workout in it. And it just was not enough by any means. And it was like one of the first warmer days in like I think it was the end of May and I just remember distinctly like being so like just wishing that I brought my hydration backpack 
And in my head, I was just like, so many people brought them, so many, so many people are wearing them, and I don't know why I was so like embarrassed or getting in my head about it, but I guess I wanted to seem like I was too cool for it and that I didn't need it and that I was going to be fine. But in reality, I a thousand percent needed it and definitely could have done with um, some like a gel or something. And like, even with that, I just like somehow I set like rules in my head about like, oh, if it, it, I can only bring a gel if I. I run more than X amount of miles and in reality it should be suss out how your body's feeling the morning of and figure out what the weather is going to be especially on warmer days I just find that I need that support more in terms of just like you know a hydration backpack and like a gel to pick me up halfway but yeah I don't know if anyone relates to this but it was a really weird like insecurity embarrassment thing that like ran through my head the morning of the race and I just like very last minute was like yeah, no, I'm not going to bring it. I'm going to be fine. And it turned out that I was not fine at all. All right, this next one I think is a pretty obvious one and probably the one I should have just started with, but it's being insecure about how I look while I run. And this will probably feed into my next one as well. But I think even just like, I always think about your running face and like what my face must look like. And like, I was thinking about this on my run this morning and it was a nine mile run and it was really, really hot and was, I was definitely struggling the last bit just because of the heat and just like not being used to the heat and like I felt really good at first in the first few and I think that when I feel like my body's on cruise control when I'm running it feels really good and I feel like you know in my head I'm just like look good feel good and it's just like that self-motivation that you have going in your head but when I'm like struggling and like my legs start to feel heavy I can just feel it in my face that like I just have like the worst looking face and like people driving by riding by probably just look at me and think like oh god she is struggling but I just yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing that I can't really fix, I guess. But then I I feel like it always makes me feel better when I see other runners who don't look as great either. And this isn't to say that like I think people are ugly. I just think that like I like and I appreciate when I see other runners like really pushing it and you can tell that they're pushing it because like you have that like same runner mentality, but like I think it just like makes me feel better to know that like obviously like no one looks good when they're running or like working out and especially when you're pushing really really hard and digging deep it's never gonna look pretty um that being said I will say when I'm running along this canal near like it, I think it connects between like Victoria Park and like Angel in London there are so many good looking runners <laughs> especially like really good looking men that run along there and I'm just like how how do you do it but yeah, I feel like that one probably has to be the most relatable one of all of these so far. I'm going to end on this one because I think that this is probably the fourth or the fifth, but there are so many that I could probably list and go on and on. But this one, this last one is actually one that I did a few videos on TikTok about. And it's just like my chest when I'm running and knowing that it is totally in a thousand percent flopping about because I just have a bigger chest and I've accepted that. But it's just so frustrating as a girl who is a, a woman, B, you're running with a big chest. Like, everyone that you run by cars trucks like i can't tell you like the amount of times that i've gotten honked at that people have rolled down their windows and like yelled out the car at me and like people that like i run by like some people will literally stop in their tracks and just like watch me run by and like so specifically like you can see where their eyeballs are looking and like i get it 
I do have a fairly big chest. <laughs> and um, while I sometimes wish that, well, I, a lot of the times I wish that I was flat chested, I am like weirdly really jealous of girls that are flat chested that can just like work out and run and like not have to worry about that because it is like one of the most frustrating things to me and something that I do still get insecure about. But I actually made a few videos about this on TikTok the other day and this company that like, I think it's like blown up in the past year on TikTok, but they're a company called SheFit and it's supposed, it's like a specific company for sports bras and like, I think they do like an everyday wear and then they do one like for sports and fitness and, but like apparently their whole thing is that your chest won't move when you're running and I, and I've watched some of their TikTok videos and it's like girls and like women like jumping up and down with them. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. I, I might try it, but I'm also trying to justify the idea of spending $70 on a sports bra. And not even to mention that it would be like extra cost because I am in the UK and they're a US based company. So it's something that I'm like seriously thinking about. But the other part of me is just like, you could just go and try companies like Brooks and Hoka. And I've heard of some other running companies that do really good sports bras. But yeah, I think that was, I mean, that was interesting. That was kind of cool because I know that they're a big company, but I, yeah, I, I need to figure this out and I need to Get, kind of get over myself because I think it's like at the end of the day a lot of these insecurities are very much about like different parts of my body and what they look like when, while I'm running and I think at the end of the, at the <laughs> if I can talk at the end of the day if I can just get over myself and I think remember like why I'm running and like at the moment it's to train for the London Marathon which is like going to be such an unreal experience I already know and I'm like counting down the days and I think that my one of my teammates on my running team told me that we have like less than 80 days left which is pretty crazy but I think it's just remembering like why you started running why you run and like why you enjoy it so much and I mean today just felt so good even though I probably was so sweaty and so gross but like Elenium just came out with a new album and just like that paired with like good weather good run it just was like a chef's kiss all right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode in my series, Training for the London Marathon for the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Like I mentioned, the first link in the show notes of this episode goes directly to my fundraising page, and I would love if you would consider donating. I am also on Instagram at Resiliency and Running, and TikTok as well is the same name at Resiliency and Running, and would love if you would give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, but otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.